This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things nerdy, all things gaming, basically all things awesome. I'm your returning host, Chewburger84, and joining me this week is the mighty Hebrew Hammer. How are you, mate? I am doing okay-ish right now, considering I thought I was going to end up being a lot worse at this point, uh, judging from the last one. It's just so everyone knows, if you're joining us right now, I had some particularly bad-ish sushi. That tasted a little off tonight, and for the past two episodes, uh, I have been in some strange pains, but I did pop an Alka-Seltzer not too long ago, and it, it seems to be kicking in, and I'm feeling pretty okay right now. The sweats yeah, are the gone. Yeah, the Alka-Seltzer, which so. apparently you take for fun. So, because... yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't necessarily take it for fun, because I know I shouldn't, but I just love whenever I get the chance to, to actually use it. So whenever my stomach hurts, I'm like... Fuck yeah, well, at least I get to have an Alka-Seltzer. Little do you guys know I'm being sponsored by Alka-Seltzer right now. <laughs> oh, is that right? I just assumed it was because you enjoy a frothy liquid swelling around your mouth. That's quite cloudy. Well, I mean, that works, but that that's works out for story. me, too. That works yeah. out for me, too. Yeah. It's like a replacement. I mean, each to their own, man. Yeah. Now, from that segueing to our other guest host uh, is Dehooch. How are you, mate? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> this whole talk about sushi, <laughs> pooping, Alka-Seltzer, all sorts of... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, did he just disappear? Oh. Apparently, you have weeded him out so much of the Alcazar story that he has literally died. Well, he couldn't follow up that story. Like he was like, "Well, this is just too." It's like, amazing. how do I top that? I just need it's, to quit the podcast exactly. right here. Is what's the happened? Alka-Seltzer so look, story. we'll press on while Hooch works out some technical <laughs> difficulties, folks. So just expect a random, uh, super deep voice to come in out of nowhere. That'll be the <laughs> Hooch. All right. So while we're waiting on him, let's do some shameless shilling, ladies and gents. We're going to be doing our gaming news of the week today. It is the 17th of April for time of this recording. So if you are enjoying the show, folks, make sure you tell your friends about it. Make sure you rate and review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANR pod, and join the conversation on Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR. Now, this story is pretty much tailored for you anyway, Hebrew, uh, that Pokemon Snap is making its very, very long-awaited return on April 29th. And we saw a new mechanics video where they're breaking down how this is all going to work a couple of days ago. What'd you think of the trailer? So, I mean, I I, I liked it. I I didn't end up watching all of it because there is something like... So whenever I played originally, granted, it had already been out for like years at this point, but there still wasn't like as much, you know, you weren't going onto YouTube and seeing what you can do to find out the secrets of, of a game. Like you kind of just had to find them out organically, which I think mm-hmm. is part of the fun with Pokemon snap. And, and here, like I immediately saw them doing things that I remember in the first one of like, that were kind of like a little secret. You had to figure out yourself like, mm-hmm. okay, if I try to throw this ball at this Pokemon, then, you know, maybe I can get them to do something. And in the video, they were kind of showing and giving away you know, like a, a good amount of stuff here. So I stopped watching, but yeah, it was going through like um, from what I saw, like the, the basic principles of, of how this game works and showing off some slightly new versions of those same principles. Um, but, you know, the, the the basis is, you know, you go through, you take the pictures of, of Pokemon doing things, you get scored on those pictures and um, the uh, you can use like certain items to make particular Pokemon 
you know, move or create a certain action, which gives you special points for your pictures if you snap it correctly. So, um, yeah, it's it's really fun. And most importantly, it's really relaxing, too. Like, it's just a, I don't know, it's just, it, it was a, a really, really fun and relaxing game. And I'm looking forward to, to playing this sequel. So, and the new graphics update and all the new Pokemon looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm surprised at how on rails it looks like it's going to be. It is like, literally kind of like on you rails. choose a track. Yeah, it's literally, uh, on rails, and then yeah. you're just taking photos and as you say, throw mm-hmm. items or play a sick beat and try and get the Pokemon to dance along. And yeah, it's very much. And I've said this since the beginning because I thought the same way. Whenever I first saw this game, you know, I was like, "Oh, this game looks like garbage." Like, what? I just take pictures of Pokemon, like. So I am 100% with anyone that's like, this game sounds stupid. But like, once you play it, you're like, oh, man, this game's so fucking chill, dude. So especially you with your with your love of Pokemon. I know we have the deal, and I will complete it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I really think that you and uh, yeah, your daughter and your wife, I think that they're, they're all going to really enjoy this one. So I, I'm looking forward to playing in front of my daughter like because um you know there's not really any plot or anything to it it's just going to be pokemon and like her going oh it's one of these and like pointing at the screen excitedly that's where i think i'm going to get most of my joy i think i like the I idea of exploring like i think like applying context uh to like pokemon's in the world mm-hmm. if that makes sense so like what they're yeah. doing when you're not throwing them at each other i like the idea of that like exploring you know the biosphere of the world of pokemon so like for example when i saw that uh lacturn in the trailer mm-hmm. i was like oh, of course that's a bottom dweller with the little lights on its head yeah like, it makes so much sense like i never really read that in any way but it's like okay that makes sense so i mean expanding and fleshing that out i really like the look of when i see things that look like you know pokemon snap version of adobe photoshop being a requirement when you're getting scored on the quality of your photos and it's all like well you know use some gaussian blur here and you put this forward and the pokemon's in the center and do this you know like all the zhuzhing i don't give a shit about that so yeah yeah the, the, when, when they're leaning more into the photo like it's like did you put it right in the middle of the photo no we you lose points like little things like that i don't know if it's for me it, um yeah. but yeah I will say it isn't it isn't so much for like there is the scoring element but I think that that particular part of the game is is only for certain people like it is kind of cool to to get like a high score cuz you you caught them doing a really like you know special move or something like that mm-hmm. um but like it's mostly like I always played it just for the like literally what you said like the exploring and unlocking basically the secrets of oh if I throw this here and and create this reaction with this Pokemon, I can get him to go do this. Like it was kind of like this like mystery game that you kind of solve as you play it. That's the part that I really liked the, you know, the taking pictures of them part was just the, you know, kind of uh, an omission or a reason to do it. But um, yeah, like I think that you're going to start off, you know, doing it just for your daughter, but I think that you're going to end up getting um, like pretty into it yourself. So we'll see we'll see i i i don't think i'll make 10 hours in that game i'll certainly try because of a deal but uh yeah. i'll be curious to see how into it i get for sure yeah we'll see now from the game you're very excited by it to a game that hooch and i be playing a lot of which is outriders hooch still dead 
Okay, He's great good. news. <laughs> All right. So look, um, we've been playing a lot of this game. Uh, we're enjoying it. Yes, it's having some uh, technical difficulties from time to time, but I mean, what game doesn't launch that way now? Yeah. Um, so uh, what's been really interesting is a lot of people thought the decision to release this on Game Pass was a really curious one, Hebrew, in the sense mm-hmm. that like, well, it's a new IP. There's not much out that month. It's a good opportunity to make money. Why would you give it away for free? But it is not having its sales affected at all. People are still buying this game in droves. So it has been rocketing up the sales charts uh, since it came out. So in March, it actually ended up third uh, on the overall thing, only just behind Monster Monster Hunter Rise. But it beat out Super Mario 3D World, which is really, really surprising to me. Now, what what are all the consoles that this game released on? Uh, everything but Switch. Okay. So I, I would be very curious to see, and maybe that's already out there, but what were the numbers suspe- specifically for, I guess, Xbox yep. would be an interesting one. Okay, yeah, I can, I can tell you that. So okay. for just Xbox, it was still number three. Really? Yeah, I'm, so it was, uh, for surprised. just Xbox, it was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, mm-hmm. Valhalla, and then Outriders. So I'm shocked at how many people don't have uh, Game Pass. Game Pass, yeah. Because like if you did the value like, of that game, like what what it's a new game in the US? Like what would be a brand new Xbox game? How much that would, it would cost? be sixty to seventy dollars. Okay, let's say sixty because there's an ad literally on this thing here saying sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is is uh, that for you over there? The Game Pass per month. So first of all, like it's definitely worth mentioning that the first month is one dollar. So like, oh, just, well, let's let's assume it's all full price for equal okay. conversion. So what so is it for it's, you? Is it it's fifteen 10? for the for the max version. I don't remember what the what the tier mm. below. I think is. for the just the Xbox version, it's like ten bucks. I think it's five dollars extra to get the everything. Okay, yeah, because I'm paying the I'm paying the fifteen after my my dollar mm. month, but um, yeah, like it's yeah. obviously so worth it. I don't understand why anyone would. Well, that's hey. the thing for that sixty dollars because you don't have to sign up for a year. By the way, you can right. do you Game can do Pass for four months per, per for month, that sixty yeah. bucks with the max version. Mm-hmm. Play that and God knows how many other big games in that period of time for the same money. Like, it's yeah. it's interesting, but yeah, I think it was pretty much just it was aren't educated enough about Game Pass yet, and and people are yeah. also generally little generally a little wary about adding more subscriptions. I understand that. can be a bit predatory, but, but yeah, like, I mean, like Game Pass, like it's, it's so monetarily worth it that even if you forgot for a couple of months, as you highlighted, you'd still be ahead of the game. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the one gaming sub that it's like, yeah, you should have that. It's a no Like everything else is kind of debatable, uh, but that's the one where you go, yes, that's, uh, we need this. Yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised, but, um, Yeah. It's but performing so strongly and having such like high concurrent numbers on steam and the other networks as well like i'd be really surprised if we don't hear an announcement pretty soon about what they're going to do with this game whether it's going to be dlc whether it's pivot to a live service now whether it's green lighting a sequel using the same engine ripping something out in six to 12 months and then doing games of live service as part of that i don't know so i think i think this this is now going to be probably a franchise. I can't see how it wouldn't be. I would be surprised if it didn't get at least something because it is, I mean, it's doing better than Avengers and Avengers had a, a huge... Can you, can you believe we're saying that? Can you believe that this unknown no. title <laughs> from a company who has never put out a game anywhere near the scope before 
mm-hmm. did better than something that came out of Crystal Dynamics, who crushed it with the Tomb Raider series. It just makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was not expecting this kind of success from this game. Um, it it is impressive, and um, it's also like a kick to the balls to Avengers just to show how bad mm. they actually are, which is always fun. Because you, so. you still really haven't played this game, have you? No, just the demo, and it was it was before the demo got the update too, so it was when it was pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's yeah. pretty nuts. I, I mean, the way that you guys talk about it make me like I. What I've decided is I will get into it if there and if it ends up being like a, a live service situation or they have a compelling roadmap for the game. So right, it's just I. I don't know. There's something about like a not great narrative story that isn't a live service game that I can play long-term with my friends and worth investing my time into. I just don't want to bother with it at that point. I just have like a, a wall up on it. And there's so yeah. many other good games coming out very soon. So that's true. I think I'll be ready for an alt by the time you decide to play that game anyway. So yeah. uh, I'll run a pyromancer with you or whatever. There you go. Boom. Let's make it happen. All right, so while that's doing pretty well, uh, Sony is over there trying to get some more mileage out of the PS5. So uh, there's a big patch out at the moment. They're making some changes to UI, making it easier to do like sharing, uh, making it much easier to do remote play as well. Uh, They're doing a lot of things from the phone app that'll actually enable you to like join multiplayer games triggering from your phone. So you can basically see one of your friends is on, say, all right, man, I'll be upstairs in a sec. Push the button on your phone. It'll turn your PlayStation on and it will connect through to your friend's game. So there's a lot of really cool little things they're doing with the UI. Um, They're also putting in support for PC monitors so that now you can run 120 hertz gameplay on uh, 1080p, which is not that impressive, really. It's quite an old milestone. Uh, But the big one is uh, letting you copy games off the internal SSD now. So you can now properly expand the space on these. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that they're doing that, especially since it was already behind Xbox with its um, the amount that it came stock with. So it's definitely good that they're opening that up because that was the biggest criticism. And after seeing, especially whenever you're going to, like, uh, you know, one of the big options, which is probably the option of the future anyways, is no disk drive. And it's all digital. You're going to be downloading games and um, you're going to need that additional storage. Like, it's just not really realistic to be working off such a finite space. a lot of games. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, especially when the games are so big and the hard drive is so small comparatively. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the fact you have to sort of get to five games and then start making choices is so, you know, 1998. Yeah. Yeah. But you just need hard drives that are fast enough to compensate because, what is it, the NVMe drive or whatever you have in the PS5? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you have external drives that are USB? And is that USB fast enough to be able to to pick that same data throughput that you have? Well, a lot of those external SSDs are getting quite fast now. I mean, probably not as fast as the NVI. Sure, I'll give you that. But yeah, either way, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, also, could you not do a thing like where you can offload games that you aren't playing currently? Like kind of like archive it into yeah. the SD and bring over stuff from the SD onto you the... Could. You totally could. Because that yep. would probably make it a bit easier. Yeah, I hope the UI is built in to make that process easy. Because everything about upgrading everything from the PS4 to PS5 was a fucking joke mm. compared to how easy it was on yeah. Xbox. So true. Yeah. So true. So uh, the, the moral of this story is if I say I'm adopting a piece of hardware early and there's any sort of competitor, just go get the competitor because I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, see, I usually solve those problems by end up buying everything anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I take that hit for all of you. Uh, now, here is an interesting evolution of that too, is Hooch, you and I have been a little bit nervous for a while now about the way games are being optimized across uh, these new consoles, mm -hmm. that we're really not seeing these promised performances coming out of any of these rigs. Like we're not seeing 4K ray tracing, uh, 120 frames. Like I, I can't think of a single game that has run at the maximum capacity of the new consoles yet. Can you? No, nothing. No. I think the first one we were expecting was Returnals. Oh, good point. So yeah, we'll, we'll update that story in about a week or so. Oh, then. Wait, yeah, didn't, okay. Didn't um, Miles Morales? It wasn't 120. No. It wasn't 4K. Not at 120. 120, yeah. It was 60 frames at uh, you could run it like the, the or the Spider-Man remastered was 60 frames at 4K, mm -hmm. but then you were losing a bunch of the additional stuff. Nobody has actually done. Uh, although, what was Godfall? Do you remember what was that one at? I mean, who played that though? Not you played. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do have it. You let me. It, let me. I mean, I do have it. I really should um, throw that in and test that because that's a good point. Um, I. I mean, it looked great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say it looked like it was that level of okay. great. Because what, what we've seen so far is you have to make the decision of either a smooth 4K and 60 frames per second, but you lose mm -hmm. all the added effects like ray tracing or whatnot, or yeah, you get right. those effects and then drop to 30 frames per second, which to me, like, why did I buy this console if that's the point? That's what I get. Right. Yeah. Now, this is a trend that I hope everyone does. And I think that the reason we're seeing this information released is uh, the cyberpunk effect. Yeah. That people want to know now with these new games that are going to be cross-gen, as in, you know, PS4, PS5, if they're going to be on both, what's the sacrifice, right? So uh, Resident Evil uh, dev has put out their specs and performances on the consoles. Mm -hmm. So they've already tested it and they've basically said, this is what we're going to promise. So PS4, this is, this is not good. So OG PS4, if you've got it, 900p hooch mm -hmm. at 45 frames. Ooh, Ooh wow. that's rough. Like you might as well be watching it in black and white. Oh that's, that's not yeah. good. Uh, PS4 Pro 1080 at 60. And it does say that it'll do high-res mode at 4K at 30 frames. Which is kind of what we got near the end of the PS4 Pro cycle. That is true. That was things like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn expansion. They'd sort of done some upscaling there. So yeah, 4K at 30 frames was kind of peak yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Um, now PS5 though, they're saying 4K HDR at 60 frames. Okay. So the best performance you're going to get is 60 frames. If you turn ray tracing on with 4K HDR, 45 frames. <sighs> it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, copy and paste those same numbers, by the way, for the Xbox. So Xbox One will be 900. Xbox One X will be 1080p at 60 frames. Um, actually, isn't that higher? Uh, no, it's the same. No, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. The only exception. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, the only exception is the Series S. Yeah, that's going to run at 1440p HDR at 45 frames. But if you turn on yeah. ray tracing, um, you're going to drop your frames down to about 30, which is a surprisingly low frame drop considering that hardware. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you, you'd think it would drop even lower than that, right? Yeah, and then Stadia yeah. is interesting too. So they're saying that it's going to be 1080p at 60 frames 
or upscale to dynamic resolution 4K running at 60. I don't I have no idea how that that's going to work. I don't know enough about Stadia to to really know how they're going to pull that one off, I guess. Yeah. So look, I'm assuming that like some of our caution here is probably unfounded because it is a game that was in development and is still being released on old gen. I think this is really the test is going to come when it's things that are only built for new gen. So exactly, you know, maybe yeah. Returnal is that, that first right thing. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see very soon. But uh, either way, man, that game is looking pretty good and I can't wait to play it. Hell yeah. All right, this story is pretty much for me because you guys won't care too much. Uh, Wasteland, uh, which is my favorite sort of series that's akin to the Fallout 2 sort of format of isometric RPG. I still love it. I love that world. Uh, you know post-apocalyptic um you know let's go out and shoot each other in the face type game set in colorado just a hell of a lot of fun um so i had a lot of fun with it last year they've just announced that they're going to be doing an expansion and not only did they just announce it they've announced it's going to be in june so it's going to be pretty free and if you've got game pass you can get it for 10 percent off which i am going to buy that for sure you are going to play through that expansion huh uh, well first of all i need to finish the base game but i'm actually going to buy that expansion uh okay. because uh, i want them to have my money because i've had a great time with their games and i'm not sure if i already asked one, you this or not but like yeah. fallout new vegas new vegas was the newest one right uh the newest newest one was fallout 76 oh fallout, that's right. fallout 76. 4 fallout 3 and then new vegas was before fallout 3 so let's say um fallout 76 versus wasteland 3 which one they're completely different games Oh, I thought they were so both. So Fallout Three, uh, Fallout Three onward. Actually, it was New Vegas after Fallout Three? Now I think about it. Um, they're all first-person shooters, mm-hmm. really. Okay, this is not at all. Oh, okay. it's it's a top-down turn-based RPG. Oh, never mind. That totally yeah. So you're exploring things. around places like it's Diablo sort of format. So you're mm-hmm. doing all the running around and stuff, and then when it goes into combat, it becomes actually it's probably more like XCOM. Uh, uh, okay gotcha but the older ver- the older ones didn't really have they weren't about cover it was more about just who had the higher dips and mm-hmm. uh, enough health to survive whereas now it's become a little bit more um XCOM-y uh, gears tactics-y yeah but like over the top crazy shit weapons like you get like lasery weapons or rocket launches or grenades or mm, you know literally cool. just get like a souped up baseball bat and go and beat people in the face it's just it's the dark humor of these games that gets me the most i yeah. uh, just really really enjoy um i really wish they remade fallout 2 i really do i'd love a 2020 mechanics and graphics version of fallout 2 because uh, i think that then you would have a chance to fall in love with it yeah right I, now I would you'd be play like, it if that well, came out yuck yeah yeah i agree no fallout 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time for sure so wasteland 3 if you're a fan like me of turn-based um uh 3d isometric rpgs you will enjoy that one as well now this one's for you hebrew is that it looks like we've got kind of confirmation that that new bioshock game that's coming out uh is going to be open world because their job listings at the moment they are looking for people uh specifically uh, with backgrounds in open world game dev so dude i love the idea of this uh, first of all like an open world game like i i'm ready for a new one i want a new one and i want i just i just hope that it's done well but bioshock was is such a fucking amazing franchise and it has you know the second one was was you know certainly like like good it just wasn't 
near to the level of um, the first one. And yeah, Infinite. one and Infinite were crazy good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, I just hope that you know it's. I think it's traded hands like twice since its first, like when whenever it was first uh, dropped, and uh, you know there was mention you know like a like four or five years back about there being a revival and then that kind of dropped and. So I'm not sure what the situation was now, but now it looks like we're finally really getting some momentum on confirmation. And um, I just I just really hope that uh, it's going to be held up to the same level um, as as the other uh, big two, at least, and um, really bring it home, especially whenever it's also going to be switching over to this new open world style. But if they Mm. nail it with that IP, oh, it's going to be so much fucking fun, dude. Well, here's the question: What do you want to see? What what, is, what does Hebrew want in a um, a Bioshock open world game? I guess the, the first thing that we'd have to think of, I guess, is thematics. Like, I mean, is it because you know the we had uh, Rapture first, yeah. and then we had Columbia. So it was Columbia, right? No, uh, the second uh, one, uh, Infinite. 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 I think yeah. it was Columbia. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. Columbia. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like we had we had totally different aesthetics for it so i'd want like a, I think i'd want no actually i i man fuck i don't know <laughs> i think i'd kind of want it to go back to rapture style just because that style was so cool um but i don't know i would wouldn't be opposed to them trying something totally new anyways um but yeah i mean like it's got to have an amazing story i don't know what else to say beyond that because i want them to come up with unique stuff and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not good at coming up with unique stuff. <laughs> the question is is so you have you have a situation with um, Bioshock where you're typically playing as a single protagonist. Yeah. Right. And the whole story is crafted around the experience and adventure of that single protagonist in the world that's happening. Right. Or happened mm-hmm. or whatever. So now when you try to make it an open world situation, I mean, is it still single? Are you going to be? Are you going to introduce like multiplayer to it? Like, okay, so what is it about the open world aspect that has the player like in, engaged? Um, you know, because immediately open world introduces the fact like, okay, I can go anywhere at any point in time I want. Yeah. What? What? Where are you going to drive me, and how are you going to drive me to basically navigating through the the the, the story as you want it to progress? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what and then what am I going to experience between those points that's going to keep me playing the game? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it, I think it probably goes more fallouty Skyrim-ish. Um, but then it's about like what those quests look like. Like you don't really want to be doing fetch quests as much in a Bioshock game. I mean, there was a little no. bit of that, I know, but yeah, there definitely was. I think I would like to see open worldy more in the GTA five kind of sphere, that it's like a big sprawling <laughs> open metropolis or maybe several cities would be even cooler. Yeah. Um, and then I think I'd like to see it sort of post Bioshock one, but like if those powers and all that sort of stuff uh, and the injectors got out into the real world, so you kind of have like these random individuals that are kind of becoming almost like terrorists around the city, kind of almost going down more like infamous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, maybe they reprogrammed big daddies as these like security sort of Batman hunters that kind of track down the people with powers and take them out. Like something like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, and they already, given the ending of Infinite, like they already have like... Uh, like a good way to segue into like really any world where anything can happen and still kind of have it connected to 
the main story if they wanted to continue on with that or have a thread at least connected to that ongoing narrative that they had before because I, I don't know if you're do you remember the very end of of infinite uh yeah i remember having to like do it twice to really try and absorb what happened because the first time i was yeah. kind of like huh with, with all um, the it's houses. been a long while though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah yeah it, really cool interesting stuff there but yeah i mean there's there's so many options to go with i i genuinely don't know what i'd want yet i want to be shown what i want i guess because i want something that i haven't thought of um but yeah either way I, i'm i'm super fucking excited to see what they come up with I, I just hope that they do it justice um to what it formerly was so that's all i care about yeah do, like, as long as they keep that sort of theme vibe mm -hmm. and that sort of thing uh, i think it's going to do pretty well do you want to see what they do with the combat so many years on true multiplayer i don't know i'd love to see it be a pve game i don't think pvp i'd want to see but i would love to see a destiny-esque um you know like you going up against like a mega daddy or something that'd be sick i will say in uh in the second game they had pvp granted it, it, you know it was first person they but they had pve i'm sorry pvp in it and it was actually a lot of fun so mm -hmm. i wouldn't be opposed to them having a, a totally separate kind of um like halo matchmaking style system again for pvp i would not be opposed to that but i would really like to see a bioshock pve situation going on multiplayer pve going on that would be so much fun i think so yeah absolutely man yeah we'll see now hooch this one's for you buddy uh the tmnt teenage mutant ninja turtles uh throwback inspired game uh sort of based on the original arcade game uh this one's called shredder's revenge uh, they've announced it's coming out on pretty much all consoles a little while back uh we got confirmation this week that it is coming for the switch 100 percent. so that begs yes. the question like where do you think given that it's multiplayer and you still want to be able to play with your friends i mean what platform do you think you're going to buy this thing on uh, I may have to buy three copies on the Switch so me and my kids can play. Yeah. Is it cross-play? I think... I don't know if it's cross-play. Um, I'm going to lean on probably not. Yeah. It's such a small project that yeah, I don't think right. they would have facilitated in the infrastructure for cross because uh, the server cost alone probably more than what they spent on the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I I would say, I mean, like, I would be okay getting it for the... Um, for the switch just because i could totally see me playing on the handheld for the switch oh, yeah. on this game in bed it looks perfect for handheld dude yeah exactly yeah. yeah so i think that if we all agree to get it for the switch i'm totally down for that <laughs> well, i think we need to start making decisions about who's going to be which turtle boys oh man you guys are this is this is i feel like bad for me because i don't know the turtles so i don't i feel like what? you guys are going to snatch up the good turtles and leave me with the shit turtle you get Raphael. is Raphael the Did shit turtle what? Fuck you, he's not a shit no, turtle. He's not. Raphael's not. No, the only problem is is like the the you have Leonardo and Donatello have the longer range weapons. Michelangelo is just badass with freaking. Oh, in the game, you're right. Yeah. That yeah, Raphael game. was the hardest to play, but he's like one of the cooler ones in the oh, stories. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Raphael. I was. forgot all about that. Yeah, Donatello was OP. Yes. Donatello was so OP. Yeah. I wonder how if they've done more balancing. I, was too, I hope so i was too young to be min maxing because it was always at like the movie theater like before the movie started we'd play it at that little like old fucking arcade thing that they had mm -hmm. still. yeah so yeah i don't i wasn't min maxing at the time so i don't know who's good or not so you guys are gonna 
pick the good. Oh, give we, were, we were sacrificing our favorite characters for what was the meta years before you were born. <laughs> yeah, then. that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted the one with the stick. The stick. So the next the stick swords. is the good one. Stick, yeah. swords, nunchucks, uh, um, size. That's that's the way it went. Yeah. It uh, is an amazing how many games when you think about it, like where the characters that are probably going to be your favorite are normally dog shit. Yeah, I know. Although everybody loved Michelangelo. He wasn't terrible. He just wasn't... He didn't... Ha- the whole point was you had to have the distance to be able to get, yeah. keep mobs Wasn't there like six skateboard levels and stuff? Something like... <laughs> I never played through Dude. the whole game. It was... Yeah. It was I don't know though. if I ever finished it. Um, I know I did. I used to enjoy the. Did you do the Simpsons game. one? Because that was what the my arcade. Oh yeah, at the time. It was, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Too. Bart had the skateboard. Yeah, I, mean, I might be confusing my because uh, they're at the same arcade when I was a kid. Yeah, your beat 'em ups. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a genre! I really should right? uh, give it more of a chance to that. What was that one that they re- re- they redid this that year? Was a genre beat 'em ups. Fe- Beat em ups, yeah. Side scroll, side scrolling beat 'em ups. Was it Streets, Streets of Rage Five? Streets of Rage yeah, Four. Yeah, I should get another shot. Yeah. That's multiplayer too. Oh shit! Why have we not done this? <laughs> All right. So this week we got so much homework, Hooch. Number one, we're gonna finish. <laughs> it takes two. Oh Jesus! Okay. And then, oh, I can do that. With, oh, who who's played any more of uh, It Takes Two? Either of you? No. No, you abandoned All right, us both. Well, the same why spot. don't I? Fuck you. Why don't I Streets <laughs> of Rage with you then, and I'll It Takes Two with Hebrew. All right. There we go. All right. We'll figure something out. And then we can all be turtles together to come together for one big green reptilian orgy. I know they like pizza, right? They do. That's the one thing I remember from the game is that like on the victory thing, like they always had like, or after like the level that you beat the Mm -hmm. level, they would get like pizza and shit, I think. Oh, good knowledge. 10 points to Gryffindor. There we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The catchphrase. The catchphrase. Cowbunga, dude. Cowbunga. That was really the catchphrase? Uh, Now... Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Hooch. Our, yes. the, the expansion you and I were both looking forward to is being delayed until May for the Druids. Yeah, I, I've kind of fallen so far off that game. I played the raid uh, last kind of DLC update a little bit, mm-hmm. but even that just didn't hold my interest and I've kind of moved on to other things. But again, mm. it's, a, it's, it's Valhalla. I'm going to yeah. play it when it comes out. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Like, I'm definitely going to go back for that expansion. The, the raids one didn't interest me. We talked about this ad nauseum already. That's the things that irritated me about that game mode. Um, mm-hmm. But look, the Druids thing, like, I love those witch fights. And I, when there was only three total, like, I thought it was going to be like three per zone. I was honestly bummed out because I thought it was like Gods of War Valkyrie. So, mm-hmm. like, having more fights like that and then going to Celtic Island as well. Like, fuck yes, let's make this happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To, uh, but unfortunately, it was delayed to May. But th- yeah. all the things we have coming out till May, how are we going to fit, or in May, how are we going to fit that in? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've had many challenges over time where someone said it's not going to fit and I made it happen. So look, yeah. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> if only you had some type of device to help you with time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I may let you borrow one. I'll tell you what, you can pick one. Uh, you can either borrow my TARDIS, my Time Turner, or my DeLorean. Which one do you want? The TARDIS is too big, so I'm going to go ahead and take the time turner. It's only big on the inside. It's only big on the inside. <laughs> if you didn't pick the TARDIS, you chose wrong, is the point of Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Harry Potter world over the Doctor Who world. Thank you very much. Oh, you can want this one a pretty necklace, to be honest. No, because the TARDIS <laughs> can travel through time and space, not just time. Correct. I'm a fucking yeah. wizard in one. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm a fucking wizard, Harry. (laughs) Who said you were a wizard? He just said he was going to let you borrow it. Doesn't mean he was going to work. If if that exists, time to discover superpowers. Apparently, yeah, exactly. If that exists, that means that wizards exist because wizards created it, which means I'm going to become a fucking wizard, bro. That's amazing. Now, there was another trailer that dropped this week for the game Gord uh, by a new development studio called Covenant. Now, the reason this is so significant, do you know where the boys from Covenant came from, lads? Fun trivia. No. No. They were lead developers for a little company called CD Projekt Red. (gasps) Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. So those boys split out a little while ago uh, before Cyberpunk. So, you know, they're still in good standing so far. (laughs) <laughs> um so they worked a lot on the witcher series so yeah they went out started their own studio and creating a new fantasy strategy game uh that they say blends adventure and strategy in a dark fantasy setting and the trailer looks awesome it kind of looks like it's got age of empire components but also rpg style combat it's hard to know 100 what this is all i know is this is now heavily on my radar mm, yeah okay it looked really fucking cool yeah, when I was watching this. I was like, "Damn, this is some impressive work." Visually, it, it kind of seems very, very like. Did you play Frostpunk? Did you play Frostpunk? I did not. No, it was kind of a game where it was like you know a Sim City sort of style ish game where it's all about the, like survival of your people and whatnot. But like, just constantly bad shit happens to your city. So it's kind of got that same vibe that it seems like you're gonna get a lot of shit happen, like you know uh, plagues, and you're gonna get monsters trying to break down the doors whatever um yeah looks pretty good it's been a good week for like old school style games like this because there was more info out there for age of empires 4 last week too so hmm. keep that yeah. shit coming i say yeah, yeah i mean i've told you guys before about my my uh, love and hate relationship with rts's i love them they hate me yeah i just i just love them uh when they're done right and it's been such a long time uh that i think i'm ready i'm ready to go back but there, I, I looked around. I think I said to you guys, like, very briefly, I dabbled back into StarCraft 2 when we were yeah. in between gaming releases yeah. there for a while because I was like, I need to play something. And it was it was very enjoyable. So uh, now it's just a matter of, yeah, get me something like this to sink my teeth into, man. It's got the right atmosphere for me too. Like, I love that very dark, witchery kind of world where it's like, yeah, most people are going to meet a very bad end in this world. It's very medieval times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark dark ages kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah like people just dying from diphtheria like hebrew in about 45 minutes from that sushi pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, it's on my radar as well like i'm definitely gonna be playing it now this one is purely rumor folks so please understand this is not a fact this is just something that's been coming out of the rumor mill uh in the last week so there are a couple of guys out there that like they are very very good at calling what the next game passes are going to be over the next couple of months to the point where everyone thinks they're just basically secret microsoft accounts that kind of do like these semi-viral advertising campaigns to sort of drum up interest for what games are coming to game pass and then also getting people to hold off purchasing from other consoles because they're waiting to see what xbox does if it's true it's fucking genius because it's working yeah um but they've basically said that one of the big things they've seen is that one of the reasons game pass hasn't taken off really which i cannot believe that statement is a thing like with how into game pass we are and the value uh proposition of it is so insanely good i can't believe that everyone's not on board um we're talking about this briefly when you dropped out of the call earlier hooch that 
Outriders is still the, the third most bought game on Xbox this month. That makes sense. Yeah. Crazy. What are Crazy the top to two, me. though, did it say? Uh, yeah, it was um, Call of Duty Black Ops on pretty much all three um, okay. uh, consoles was number one uh, in PC. And okay. then uh, Valhalla was top two in some uh, and then afterwards in others. But yeah, it was crushing a lot of bigger games, including uh, Nintendo. Oh, Monster Hunter Rise was number two. But that's not okay. surprising because that game no. is massive support base. Yeah, yeah, totally not. So this guy is saying that uh, the next FIFA game he's predicting will come to Game Pass. If that turns out to be true, that is huge and also not really surprising. No, exactly. You're, you are correct on both accounts. Uh, the, the first part, not surprising because, again, like EA entered into this deal with Microsoft to have that connection between the EA Game Pass and uh, the Microsoft Game Pass or EA Play, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So it would just make sense that they would put their number one sports title in that package as well. And then, of course, you already know that EA has the um, FIFA Ultimate Team monetization with with the packs you can purchase for that so my they're thinking more than likely is like hey we can offer this for free to players and then that 60 dollars they could have spent to buy the game they'll now roll into the microtransactions yep. and yep. when you start down that path your 60 dollars quickly becomes 120 dollars it becomes 240 dollars becomes you know and then you'll start to see them move into a thing where you're working with keeping the people in the game for for life right keep them coming back mm -hmm. and it may result in things like you no longer have that yearly iteration of the sports titles this might be an experiment to figure that out can they do that can they support just go evolving live service with seasons i mean i'm yeah. surprised it hasn't gone that way already yeah that was one of the things i remember back in the day with working at ea like why are we busting our ass every year to create a new version of a, a game with um just a small minor update to a feature or a new feature added, and then the rest of it is just roster updates. Mm. Why couldn't we release that? At, and this is before the whole digital age. It's like, why couldn't you release that as like DLC or uh, a paid thing or whatever, where at the bare minimum, everybody gets the roster updates, right? And then if there's some feature, the feature is in like career mode or something like that, not necessarily in the the head-to-head -head aspect of things. Mm -hmm. um, or even maybe, hey, everybody gets it on head-to-head, -head, but if you want to do it in single-player, you got to pay for it, right? And that, that'll be like, I, I've got franchise mode. Here's a new aspect of franchise mode. It's, you know, a la carte or whatever. You pay an extra $2 or $3 or whatever it is, and we'll get you the new features of, all, of uh, franchise mode. That, to me, is a much more digestible form of playing and, and interacting with sports games rather than plunking down $60 every year for just minor upgrades. Yeah. I, as again, I'm surprised it hasn't gone that way already. So yeah, it's uh, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. And again, I think microtransaction is what is driving this game. Like we know it's one of the most profitable games on the planet for EA because of these packs. So I, I, I mean, going free to play in general i think makes sense and i think what better way to do it as a test run than to just run it this way through xbox and say well it's on game pass we're not giving it away for free um they're probably still getting something back from microsoft so it's not free oh, free indeed. their player base goes through the roof because there's a lot of guys probably like me that just go yeah i'd play fifa but there is no way on planet earth am i going to give a dollar to play fifa do you know what <laughs> i mean like yeah so then all of a sudden your player base goes through the roof and then if you, even if you only captured I don't know, 10% of a percent um, 
of actually buying some of those loot boxes and hooking them you know it's significantly more cash than if you had one person uh buy one retail so yeah 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 i think uh, i think it's the smart play so if it turns out to be true and again folks it's not confirmed it's in rumor status only at this stage uh it would probably be the least shocking um prediction this year <laughs> exactly this just yeah the, the square enix like- and the and the kojima stuff sounds more interesting in the sense that kojima sounds <laughs> like sony turned him down so he said fuck you i'm going to microsoft so like he might mm-hmm. be releasing his next game there and then Square Enix has confirmed they are under no circumstances they're trying to sell and they're certainly not selling to Microsoft. Um, it's very likely they'll do some partnerships with them for Game Pass this year too. It looks yeah. like the first one of those is going to be Avengers. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Avengers to, Avengers? Avengers to Game Pass, the same guy predicted a couple of weeks ago. And that's all yeah. but are probably going to happen, yeah. And that's what that game needs is uh, player injection because there's no one playing that game right now. Well, because we know why. Garbage. yeah and look in there you can kind of see the tailspin i think of avengers as well is that you see a lot of games when they know they're failing is you see them put out all this work on costumes that they're selling and no gameplay like how many yeah. games have we seen do this on their way out anthem Tons. did that anthem released no content that was playable for a year but they had i know like 26 costumes or something yeah that they're, they're not getting any devs their dev team's not getting any support and that's really all they can come up with. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I think that game... When we say Black Panther was supposed to be? Like June or something, right? July? Um, initially or now? Like, like, like... Oh, no, the, uh, the first when they... Whatever the new timeline was that they did at the Square Enix event. I had, I'll have to have another look. But realistically, like, that's the, the next big test for that game. And probably the last well, one. We, if, that, if that doesn't sort of live We up. still have no word about Spider-Man, which we were promised early after no. launch for sony t- for you know yeah now look let's not bang that drum again because we have many many times um that yeah i mean what a dismal dismal uh waste of ip and potential that they've really had so far over the last year yep absolutely but who cares when there's so many other good games to play like i'm actually at a point now where it's like all right i'm gonna put outriders down uh because i need to make some time for other things while i wait for you know the issues to resolve so i can play with you mm-hmm. guys it's like there are so many games in my backlist. I, I literally know what I'm going to do. Like, I know what you guys are bouncing between, but until end of the month, I've got maybe go back and finish Wasteland 3 because obviously that makes sense for that expansion coming. Yeah. Um, I might look at the expansion details actually because if they're adding in like new classes and abilities, I might actually do a new playthrough instead because like that might like add stuff to the start of the story. Yeah. Correct. Monster Hunter Rise is sitting literally uh, 30 centimeters to my right right now. Uh, so that's definitely a strong contender. But then there's that thing I wanted to do before Resident Evil Village, which is is uh, break my um, not having Resident Evil in my backstory and uh, doing all of those. Oh. So I stopped playing the first one because uh, it plays like dog it shit is. on WASD. <laughs> like it's a controller game or nothing. Like so... I've got all the controller setups ready to go. So I may, I don't know if, but committing to seven of those in a row before May 7th, I just can't see anything. No. Yeah. Even with my TARDIS. (laughs) Exactly. That's a lot. Because some of them can get pretty long. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And then so many other games as well, like Dungeons of, I can never remember how to say it. 
Um, that XCOM Dungeons and Dragons style game, I want to go back and finish that because that was quite fun as well. I've got so many unfinished in my wheelhouse right now. It's crazy, boys. Yeah. I mean, just well, just in general, everything, like every now and then I just become just amazed at how many games there are. And we're just talking about games from like a console perspective, right? Don't even think about stuff that on mobile. So- oh, think about how many indies we're not talking yeah. about. Like there are so many indies out there that are hidden gems. Yep. How I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to your products, your project actually <laughs> of like doing the little indie indie games. Uh, was it once a week or once a month? I, I was gonna probably, I was gonna try to do once a week, but it may have to change out that, change that out a little bit. But yeah, no, I definitely want to keep pushing forward with that and just coming up with uh, a series or some indie games to try and play. I was hoping to do it on um, the Xbox or the Game Pass, or whatever. But uh, I think mm. I think I'm going to do it on. I'm waiting for some of them to actually hit PC Game Pass. Some of the more bigger ones that they were announcing. But um, oh yeah. yeah. Once I do that, I think I'll be able to. It's it's definitely going to have to be on PC since that's easiest to stream, and I don't have a capture card. I can e- I can mm-hmm. easily record through that, and and get some of that stuff going. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the old capture card makes it a little bit more difficult for sure. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, look, there is plenty of stuff that's going to be coming out in two weeks. So we're not going to uh, talk much about what's coming out over the next seven days. So next week's episode, I think, should be a big preview ep. And then uh, I think the episode after that will be a lot of discussing all the big releases. Mm-hmm. You know, Pokemon Snap, Returnal, leading into Resident Evil. Uh, a couple of surprises might be in there as well. So we'll wait and see. Uh, but yeah. that is going to do it for this episode. So thanks to Hebrew Hammer. No problem. Thanks, to the Hooch. Yeah, pretty good. All right. So if you have enjoyed this show, folks, make sure you go over and leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Support us on patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. Uh, join the Discord conversation, discord.me forward slash ANR. I've been Chewbacca84, and we'll catch you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.